Alrighty, you're listening to the CNC Replay. I'm Chris. I'm Noelle. I am Corey. And uh, we are sad. The Red Wings are, are done for a couple of months. <laughs> we have been put out of our misery. <laughs> <laughs> but like next week, it. we'll be complaining because there's no hockey. Well, no, this is, there is going to be hockey. The Red well, Wings are like the first that's team true. that's like done. I was looking at the schedule. I'm like, oh, so teams are like, you know, rounding up the season. And it's like, no, the NHL has another week's worth of regular season games, not named the Canucks. Yeah. <laughs> like the Canucks have like two, but the rest of the NHL has like another week. So that's, I guess, kudos for the Red Wings not getting COVID. Um, <laughs> you get to you get to finish your season yeah. before anybody else. Long summer break for you guys. <laughs> yeah. Long time. After their 300-day summer break uh, from last season to now. Mm-hmm. In comes all of the all of the players' Instagram photos of them with their wives in, like, Cuba or, like, Guatemala or some random Caribbean country. I mean, Larkin's already posting pictures of his dog again, so. <laughs> did he have surgery or he didn't? Larkin? Bertuzzi did. Bertuzzi Bert had did, I saw back that. surgery. I don't know if Larkin had surgery. I think that was, I think there was a toss-up, like, will he, won't he? I don't know if it was confirmed that he did. Okay. Because I'm not really sure. Um, but yeah, so I guess we just led with the wings, so we, we should yeah. continue on with the wings. Um, Joe Valeno. That's, that's that's the podcast. That's it. Yeah, we're not done. too bad. Yep. See you that next guy. week. Um, yeah. <laughs> Look, if your initials are JV, we like you. We want to keep keep you around. We want you to stay. But yeah, come think... home, Justin. <laughs> oh gosh. Come back. What if we <laughs> trade back? That's later. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk about that later. Um. Anyway, Noel, continue on before we rudely interrupted. No, it's okay. Yeah, um, I think both... I think it was really interesting to watch how the last couple games of the season played out, especially with our first line and a half gone, like, completely. Um, So it was really interesting to see just how they gelled, and Zadina and Verana seemed to be hitting it off well together. Um, Valeno has been... You know, he's made a a little splash. I don't know that he, like, popped off, but that's not in Joe Valeno's style. Like, he's very much a steady climber, so I guess that that's a good thing, par for course. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, it was fun to, to watch the end of the season, even though, you know, the, the Columbus games were not great hockey. They were entertaining, at least. They're, they, yeah. they were two of the worst teams in the league playing the final two games of their yeah. season. Um, and Columbus traded away everybody. Our top players got hurt. Um, their coach was in turmoil. Um, didn't want to be there. Their players didn't want to play out. for him. Oh, man. I, I would, he pieced out hard. Torts is already a you know a firework like to begin with. Um, I, would, I would love to have been a fly on the wall in the rooms with management and his team. Because mm-hmm. everybody is like, Torts, we hate you. And then his and then Torts is like, well, I hate you guys too. Um, mm-hmm. but, but, so, what happened with Torts? I never like, heard of this. Well, he's Torts is just a very uh, yeah, rigid. Yeah, yeah, rigid and co- yeah, just coaching style. I don't, I don't think he's a bad guy per se. Like, cough, cough, Babcock. 
cough, cough. Um, but <laughs> that we know of. That we know as of, of right now. Like I don't think Who knows? he's tough, but I don't think he's like bullying people. There's a, there's a mm-hmm. there's a there's a difference in that. But I think his players just got sick of his antics. That's probably why Pierre Luc Dubois wanted out in the first place at the beginning of the season for Columbus. Um, and uh, he was just worn out that his players didn't listen to him anymore. Um, so, I mean, it was like two days after the season ended and they went their ways and Torts is like, no, I'm not retiring. I still want to coach. So it seems like everyone just wanted Torts out of Columbus, including Torts. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So (laughs) that was fun. But uh, yeah, Joe Valeno, like, like I said, um, and you said, and Chris said, um, he looked very professional. Like he didn't look like a rookie in those two. I mean, it was a very small sample size, but he he looked like he knew what he was doing. That's probably just due to like the over seasoning that I think, because it seems like all these guys, with the exception of Zadina, um, have really been sheltered. I think Chalowski has played a lot better this year, and um, honestly, he he should have just been playing um, throughout this entire time. But maybe. That seasoning was needed for a guy like Chalowski, but Valeno, I don't necessarily think it was. I mean, he did fall pretty far to the Red Wings when he was taken in Zadina's draft. He was supposed to be a top 10 pick, and he fell to us at like 20... 30. 30. Wow. Um, so I think it was just due to... He was to drafted his... the year before Zadina. No, he, same Zadina. draft. Mm-hmm. Really? Oh. Yeah, was... I remember that draft because we were like, Zadina! And then, you know, however many picks later... Joe Valeno. I was watching like screaming. I was watching that first round with my buddy at my buddy's house, and and we were, I think we were really excited for Quinn Hughes, and then we mm-hmm. didn't. Yeah. But Zadina fell, and first we were like, oh, we're gonna get Quinn Hughes, we're gonna get Quinn Hughes, and then Zadina like didn't get taken before us, and we're like, what are we gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> and then we're like, oh, Zadina. <laughs> um, and I then think it, yeah. With Joe falling to us too, like that was like that's a that's a top ten talent that we just got with with the with one of the picks from the Tatar deal, like what? That's crazy. Um, but no, I'm really excited for him. I, I I cannot help but to just notice how Zadina played. He's a mini Zetterberg. Does that warm your heart? It warms my heart. Yeah, but which is maybe isn't a good thing. Because you're expecting Zadina to be this elite goal scorer. Maybe that's coming. Um, so, um, you know, you could look at it this way. Okay, he's not this goal scorer that he was, so he's working on his two-way game to be, you know, a very competitive NHL player. Or um, that goal scoring ability will come, and the fact that he's putting all of this time and effort into his two-way game, he's just going to be an unreal forward in this league, all-around player in this mm-hmm. league. Um, honestly, I would, I could probably see him just being that two-way player, not that elite goal scorer. Um, but, I mean, who wouldn't want a great two-way player on their team? I mean, mm-hmm. look at look at the Islanders. I couldn't name you a single elite goal scorer on that team. But I mean, I don't Bar- know that I could name you a, a player on that team. Well, Barzal is pretty sick, but still. Oh yeah, like, the rest He's there. The, I mean, like Josh Bailey, um, Anders Lee has turned into a goal scorer, but he's been hurt this season. And I mean, they got a bunch of 
I don't want to say slugs because they're really good players, but like Kyle Palmieri, he's like a he's a he's like a Tatar as far like as a, gold like production. They have a jack of all trades, master of none kind of roster. Yes, roster. Yeah. Okay. And I mean that's a that's a competitive team. They've been they've they've won a couple playoff series every year that they've been in the playoffs um, for these for these past few seasons. Um, if if that's our future, cool. I'm down. I like playoff hockey. I still I'm I still remember the days of Red Wings playoff hockey, but mm-hmm. it seems like so long ago. But um, no, I I like the development. I think Chalowski probably is going to be consistently up next year. Um, I would I would unless hope. he's picked, unless he's protected. Oh, you know, man, we have we're going to have to do a full. We're going to have to do a yeah, we are. Like with like whiteboards and yeah. <laughs> oh, if this does this because okay, and my original prediction of maybe uh, Seattle taking a goal that's not going to happen. There's no. Just, no, there's it's going to be it's going to be uh, it should be quick Markstrom and then one of Columbus's like they got like two Latvian goalies that are nasty. Uh, Merz Linkus is has been their starter, and then the guy Curve Linkus, I think, is his name. I don't know. So <laughs> I their don't goal, know. their goalie numbers are seventy, eighty, and ninety. And Corpusalo is seventy. Um, uh, Merz Linkus is ninety, and then the other Latvian goal. He's going to get more of the story. That guy's going to get taken. So that's like they'll have the th- they'll have the best three goaltenders in the league. Yeah, Seattle. So they're pro- they're probably just going to. Make the playoffs too out west, which is going to suck. But um, Vegas did it. Yeah, and Vegas is protected; they don't get to lose a player. Bummer. So yeah, I know. But no, I like I like the direction. I'm I'm going to be really excited to see a full season of Zadina, a full season of Bertuzzi. Because honestly, I think he was probably kept out of the year due to that injury. I think he could have played. I think Larkin maybe could have played, um, but it was just like. It's the end of the season. Why risk it? We don't need you to. <laughs> and also, I think with the history of Z's back injuries, they weren't doing anything, especially with Bertuzzi, Bertuzzi being the kind of player he is. Like yep. they weren't risking a thing. Sure, I think that's great. I think that's good insight. And the season wasn't one that mattered anyway. And they're going to get whatever pick that they were going to get. And uh, I think they're going to be good. We're going to see Cider full time. Next year, I'm so excited for that. If, if we don't, I'll be very surprised. But Cider's going to be here. I hope Stevie does some magic and like offloads DeKaiser to Seattle. I don't think that's going to happen. Oh. <laughs> I've been hearing some rumors about a Nielsen buyout. I wouldn't be too upset with that. Only just oh, that'd be awesome. But like, we'd still have to pay him. So like, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. But I'd rather pay Nielsen for one more year than lose like. A Jalowski or a Lidstrom or well, I don't know if Lidstrom is right now considered, but he's eligible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I'd, I'd rather I'd rather pay out Nielsen and pay him than lose Lindstrom or Chalowski at this. Well, point. if you're Seattle, who do you take, Lindstrom or Chalowski? I would take Chalowski. That's just I've loved Chalowski since when he first started, and I I think at the moment he he will get you guys he'll get Seattle started better than Lindstrom would, but. 
Speaking of Seattle, I guess it depends on the kind of players that they're looking for. Sorry to cut you yeah. off before. No, we you're fine. Move on. They just but, they just laid their ice slab over the weekend, so they're getting ready to go. Good for them. Which is yeah, which is absolutely nuts. But God, that, yeah. that, that's so weird to think because I remember we were talking about oh, we I remember talking about the names with you guys about what we'd think would be a cool name for Seattle, and now we're T minus four months to seeing them on the ice, which is like nuts. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember having the so stupidest. Weird stupidest conversation on the planet mm-hmm. with you about, oh, about. <laughs> what, what are you talking about okay you for, no, well, you need to for tell everyone the on the podcast no you know what really quick just so everyone knows because we're going to be doing this for a while mm-hmm. at some point someone's gonna say it no someone's gonna say it and mark my words someone's gonna say it it's gonna be the best day of my life no i i agree someone will say it i think it's gonna be chris Oh well, yeah, yeah it'll be Chris. Who but it's gonna it. it's gonna slip from me or you more it's more so from, from me. me. <laughs> yes, it will. Okay, so here's the thing: when we were discussing names, Kraken obviously came up, and we're like, "That's really cool. We like it." And then Chris burst into the thing and was like, "No, how can you like that? What are you gonna call them? The Seattle Krakens? No, Christopher, yeah. you're not this." The plural Seattle of, Kraken. of Kraken is Kraken. Multiple I'm Kraken not, is is Kraken. There's I am not no... saying. I'm not disagreeing. I'm saying no one you is going are. to say. No, I'm saying no one's going to say Seattle Kraken. They're going to say yes, the Kraken. They are. Oh my word. Okay. Well, hey. Someday down the line, I'll remember episode 14, and I'll say, "Hey, remember that one time where you said no one's going to say Krakens." Okay, but are you talking about accidentally saying Krakens or like referring to the team as the Krakens? I'm saying, ref- I'm saying, it is a more natural way to refer to the team as the Krakens. No, that's what I'm saying. No, no one's gonna say that the Seattle Kraken. Yes, everyone's gonna. Everyone's Chris, gonna. That's Chris, their name. Do you ever refer to the Miami Heat as the Miami Heats? No, but what about the Magics? What about the Wild? Yeah, oh, I will say, I absolutely say Magics. I will absolutely say Magics. Do you say the Jazzes? No, I don't say the Jazzes. Because Jazz is already plural. It's just the way of life of Jazz. But... Kraken is plural. I'm not saying it's not plural. I'm just saying My it sounds My arms are up weird. in the air because I am s- flustered. Who? Here's what Yet I'm saying. Again. Here's what I'm saying. People say the Flames... And that's just natural, because that's their name. It's the Flames. That's totally fine. The Canucks. Mm-hmm. The Kings. all of their trademarks the have Red an Wings. The end. I know. And people are going to say the Krakens. Like, their works... People are not going to say, oh, yeah, the Red Wings are playing the Kraken this weekend. Not going to happen. They're going to say they're playing the Krakens. We're playing they're the not. Krakens this weekend. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Okay. Well, hey, that's all I'm going to say. Song yeah, today? we need we need to maintain brain power for the rest of this podcast because we're losing <laughs> cells as it goes on rapidly. I'll, I'm just gonna sit here for a few months and remember. That's it. I'm just gonna Wonderful. hold grudges you remember as this? the Bible tells me to. And uh, oh, and yeah. uh, someday when it comes out, I'll just be sitting here and I'm just gonna be all all nice. I'll be nice. All right. I, I, will. I will guarantee you it will accidentally happen from one of us, but like no one oh, will yeah. refer to it. It's natural. <laughs> No one will refer it's to the natural. team naturally as the Krakens. It'll slip, sure. definitely. Sure. But 
Oh my god. To get I'll us done. back on the to get us back no no no. To get us back on the tracks. I have I have a question. You mean the for track? <laughs> if I could hit you through the you. screen. He did get you there. No, to get us back on the tracks. You have two tracks. Train tracks. I said the tracks, not to get us back on track. I this is easily how was this the most we just had the dumbest conversation in the world and now we're having another one. I am not gonna talk about grammar with you right now. This is one of my favorite right discussions now. with this is one of my favorite discussions on the pod. I hate you so much. <laughs> this could be our first t shirt. No, get us back in, to the Red Wings. No, could be no, 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 no. Our first t shirt <laughs> should be the CNC replay banned from StubHub. <laughs> <sighs> okay, can we can we get back can we get back to the to the topic at hand, please? The Red Wings. I have a question for all of you before you so rudely cut me off. <laughs> Do you think no. Jeff Blaschel is coming back? And if so, for how long? He shouldn't. That's not the question I asked. I I would think no. There's so many other good coaches that you could bring in. I'm. Uh, Torts would not be the right player to or the right Incorrect. coach to coach this team. Gallant would be the slam dunk coach to coach this team. He was already buddies with Steve Eisman back in playing days. And he did exactly what you wanted him to do with a young and unproven team and took them all the way to the Stanley Cup final with guess who? The Golden Knights. So basically I'm saying if Gallant doesn't coach the Red Wings, he's gonna coach Seattle and they're gonna be legit. Um, yeah. And then number two, why not Igor Larionov? Why not? I was going to say it. I was hoping. I was hoping someone would say it. I I hope, and honestly, from what kind of like social media has kind of been looking like, I hope, and it would be such Red, Red Wings fashion that Igor Larionov comes home and coaches, we'd have Draper, Cronwall, Larionov, and Eiserman as the people leading our team. That is Zed- the best thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Zetterberg's a special advisor too, don't forget him. Is he really? Oh, hallelujah. Mm-hmm. He might be a scout. That'd be sweet. I don't know if he's technically allowed is he allowed to be paid by the front office while he's still on our books? Oh. Well, he's cuz he's still on I mean his LTIR ends this year. Right, but doesn't that not matter? I don't know. That's what I'm asking. I don't know if that's like a con- conflict of interest. I don't know like, how that works. Like he's still being paid by the team, so they could have him do whatever he wants. Right, but I'm saying like it, he's is he an official employee? Like does he have business cards that he hands out, or is it just kind of like, hey, I'm going to call Z and ask him if he can do this for I us? I think I think that's where that term special comes in, okay. like special advisor or something like that. Gotcha. Um, an advisor, honestly. Yeah. So yeah. I, th- I think that's where that comes in. So, so to answer your question, Noel, you say no. I'm yeah. You say no, Chris. What do you think for Lariana coming back? No, for no Blaschel. for Blaschel. Oh, Blaschel. Oh no, no. You think I, no? I, okay. I I hope. It, okay, here's what I will say. If he does come back, that just proves that they were tanking. Like truthfully, like I I I do not know at what point at what well he was terrible for the past couple of years oh, and I agree. T- more terrible than he should have. Yeah. Like it's it's not like he didn't have like absolutely nobody out there. Like truthfully, I'm not saying we had a good team, but I don't think we had that bad of a team to where it's like, okay, Jeff, what are you doing? Like this is absolutely ridiculous what he's put the team through in the past couple of years. So I'm saying no, and I I if he does like I I don't know. I just have my thoughts. I know it's weird, but I I'm 
I would not be happy if he comes back at all. So for context, we are recording this May 10th. Uh, which is a Monday, and that was the speculated day that many people thought we would get news about Jeff Blaschel's contract, renewal or otherwise. Uh, And we have yet to do so, but it's Steve Eiserman, so the news will probably come at 3 a.m. this morning, uh, because that's how he rolls. (laughs) So we better get the podcast out. I know. Um, I think... Should we... Wait, hold on. I'm going to cut you off real quick. I'm so sorry. But should we we pre-record our reactions... So like our first react, no, this is what we're going to, our first reaction is right now. Number one is Jeff Blaschel being the head coach past this deadline. However, however long the extension is or whatever. So three, two, one. No. Dang it. Wonderful. All right. So number two, um, will be, he's, he's, he's gone. He's fired. So three, two, one. Yeah! Igor! Come home, Igor. We love you. So there you go. I'm so sorry. Those are our reactions. Noel, you can continue. I apologize. That's fine. Um, I think it's been interesting. Like, I, I feel like every couple articles I see, I waffle between the two. Like, he'll come back or he won't or whatever. Um kind of where I'm standing right now is that if if he does get signed, it'll be for a year contract or a very short contract <sighs> just to ride out this last year of like real rebuild. Um, yeah. If, but there's also a stronger case for him not coming back in the fact that every, I guess we can't read Iserman at all. Um, yeah. But he has done press conferences where he's defended Blashill in the past, and he didn't do that the most recent press conference he had. So, mm-hmm. he just said, yeah, we'll have a conversation and we'll talk. Good. So, like, I'm wondering if that's meaning something, or if that's just him effing with press, because I wouldn't be surprised. Um. So, yeah. Long story short, I'm split. I don't know. I think there is a decent possibility that he's not coming back. I also think there is a small chance he'll come back for one year or a shorter contract. I'd be sad. I'd be sad. Yes, it would not be good. I'd be sad, boy. But would I like Gallant or uh, Larianoff to come back? Yes, I would. Absolutely. Awesome. Be the best day ever. All right. Moving on. Yes. uh, What? We got Lions talk? There's... (laughs) This is this is the worst part of the NFL season. Like, there's yep. nothing that goes on. Uh, Tim Tebow signed with the Jaguars. Yes, he did. That's not Lions news, but personally, I'm gonna go buy a Jaguars Tim Tebow jersey now because I have to. I have. I you guys know I have the Broncos, the the Broncos, the Jets, the Patriots, and the Eagles one. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> I didn't really play the Patriots. I remember the Eagles, but well, it was what? preseason. Yeah, preseason. That's why. That's too cool. And now making the switch. To, he's, I mean, to be fair, didn't he's he... absolutely built like a tight end. Yeah. So like, he Didn't he play professional baseball for a hot for second? He did. I didn't have a fever for dream of that, right? Okay. He, no, he, he, ha- he pulled a Michael Jordan and just switched careers. I mean, he well, wasn't very good. Um, neither was Michael Jordan. He definitely sold jerseys and whatever. I have a Mets t-shirt, Tebow t-shirt. So of course you do. Probably will get a Mets 
Tebow jersey in the future because that would make the most sense. Um, I will have say a Tebow this. Wall. Yeah, I do have. I should make the Tebow wall. Um, <laughs> I will say, and I don't want to talk too much about this because this isn't Detroit sports. Um, I love Tim Tebow. I love the guy. Um, but I, I'm not. I'm not going to be a dummy to think that you know he didn't just do baseball. Like, there's a part of me that thinks Tebow did baseball to just stay in the public eye. Mm. Not because, like, he actually thought he could go and he could play, you know, um, which hurts because I love the guy. I think he's a great guy. Um, but still, like, that's, like, the celebrity. Like, celebrities doing things to, like, stay in the public eye, which he didn't really need to because he's a great college football analyst. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. But now he's coming back to play in the NFL. I mean, can you imagine if he makes the roster? Like odds are he's that'll just gonna, be the story. He like odds are he's just gonna he's just gonna go and you know play a training camp and then get cut shortly after that. Yeah. Or like shortly after the preseason. But he makes the team as a tight end. That's that's wild. That would be crazy. Mm-hmm. But. So what, what, Corey, oh, what Corey's trying to say is he's drafting him first round in fantasy this year. Easy. Easy. That's the easy prediction. Easy start. Don't even think about Kamara. Don't even think about Derrick Henry. You just skip, go straight to Tebow. Those guys will be there round two. Right. Mm-hmm. There you go. Tebow's not going to – you don't know when Tebow's going to not be there. So you got to take him as soon as yeah. you can. <laughs> See, big brain. There you go, big brain. Yep, we got this. <laughs> um, but other than uh, Tim Tebow news, um, the, the I mean, the Lions had the draft. I, I've I've been seeing everybody has absolutely adored what the Lions did for their draft. Mm-hmm. Thought they drafted real smart. They drafted real tough. We talked about that last week. Um, and then you know, shortly after that is when they start talking about the uh, the undrafted uh, free agent signings. Um, also, the Lions did cut on Johnson, which good, because yeah. yeah. um, he he seems to not want to work very hard. Um, so he's so get him injury out. prone too. He's very injury prone as well. Um, so get him out of here. Um, and he's probably gonna. Did he sign? He signed with somebody in our division, right? He signed with the Bears. I'm not sure. Oh, that'd be nuts. Can someone fact check that? I need to. Know. I got you right now. Um. You don't want to get copyright, so just what? He's playing we for don't the Eagles. Get flag playing for the Eagles. Uh, 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 I that wasn't anything related to <laughs> one of America's most beloved uh, trivia shows. No, I was saying uh, I don't want to get copyright on. The music, you can no, only yeah, have a no. certain amount of. Okay, all right. Cool. That wasn't that, that just... wasn't related to to America's most beloved trivia show of all time. Okay, that was not. I don't it know wasn't. what you're talking Rest about. Rest in peace, Alex Trebek. Yeah. Oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, oh, so he's my. playing for the Eagles. He, I honestly, he's gonna because that's just the Lions' luck. He's just gonna go and do phenomenal things with the Eagles because that's how it works. Um, however. Uh, in particular lines news, do you guys know who Rakeem Boyd is? Mm-hmm. Okay, so Chris nodded. Noel, for so there's a Netflix documentary called Last Chance You. Oh, you're um, talking about this last yeah. week. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yes. 
Did I talk about this or no? You mentioned you it. about Last Chance U. I don't remember you talking about. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Lions signed Rakeem Boyd, um, who played at Arkansas. I did talk about this last week, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really excited. I, I, he's he's got to be the player to watch um, in the preseason. You're only going to get two games this year. But um, I, I can't tell you who the Lions have in the running back depth chart. He might make it just by default. Because they have Swift, they have oh. their, the guy that they just drafted. Um, I'm gonna check. Okay, so for depth charts in the NFL, uh, there's this site called R Lads. It's spelled exactly how you think it's spelled, um, and they do a great job for NFL draft or NFL depth charts. So I'm going to look at the Lions real quick, and um, it's always it's like always also a little bit hard too because like a team like the patriots that doesn't release their death chart ever um it's not very accurate so i mean i i you could probably see like mac jones as like a fourth string quarterback on the patriots depth chart which doesn't make any sense um because that's not true um so here we go so we have deandre swift according to our lads uh jamal williams who we just signed Jamar Jefferson, who's the third string running back, and Rakeem Boyd is the fourth string running back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have, other than draft picks, we have two signed NFL running backs on the roster. So I would think Rakeem is going to make it. One of those, yeah. you're, I would think you're going to carry four running backs. And you have three rookies to pick your last remaining two. So, Rakeem the Dream is making the team. <laughs> did you mean to rhyme all three of those words? You bet your buns I did. Just just wait and see what Panay Sewell does to our run game. If you, watch any t- if you watch any Oregon highlights and you watch their running highlights... Holy cow! Is that guy taking off and ripping people down? That was so much fun to watch. So I'm I I cannot wait to see what he does as soon as we get somebody good in the backfield. Good grief! Yeah, I, I, am, I am looking at this uh, this step chart again. And you remember how I told you guys I couldn't name you a single linebacker on this team? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I still really can't. I mean, Jelani Tavai is still there. Jamie Collins, I guess, is here. But I don't remember him playing at all last year, probably because he's very forgettable. Um, yeah. But uh, and then the wide receivers, yikes! Who? I mean, Brashard Perriman, he's a solid pro, but technically speaking, that's your number one. Yep. Uh, Tyrell Williams, yeah, exactly. Um, he played with the Jets uh, for a long time. Um, I think Tyrell came from the Raiders. Uh, either the Raiders, yeah, the Raiders. Yeah, it was the Raiders. Yeah, you're right. Um, they have Geronimo Allison, who's from Green Bay. Um, Geronimo! Which is a great name. And then Khalif Raymond. Yeah. He's, actually, he's he's listed as the number one slot receiver. Um, Geronimo Allison actually did some pretty good things in... Um, in uh, Green Bay? Green Bay. Because, I mean... <clears throat> Granted, he was there was two other big guys there. Um there was uh Devontae Adams and then they had another really I forget who their second or third guy was. Scantling. But yeah, Scantling. So Allison's actually I think he was more underrated and I think that was a pretty good pickup. I'm excited to see what he does, but the I mean it's still the receiving core is 
is we went from one of the best receiving core to, to the worst. one of the worst in one season. Off season. It was awful. That's yeah. crazy. That's that yeah. is hard to do, even at the Lions standard. <laughs> that is incredibly difficult. Wow. Oh yeah. Yeah, we had I was I was reading and truthfully, I think we were we were ranked top three. And we were we were fantastic. Seriously, we were ranked top three. There were you we had there was multiple sources. <laughs> I well, you find me one. Find me one article. <laughs> okay, uh, we had the Falcons, and then there was the um, uh, some people had the Rams up there as well. But the Rams, oh, mm-hmm. oh. like, but, but yeah, but I mean, it's pretty awful now. Oh, it's yeah. pretty terrible. Not great. Um, so yeah, uh, that's the roster. Um, not great, but we'll get there because the Lions are definitely in a rebuild. So, but be excited about the offensive line. If you like big people, big <laughs> men biting kneecaps, then the Lions are the team for you. <laughs> All right. Other than that, uh, I think we can move on. You guys have anything to add? Nope. Okay. Cool. Um, Stones. The Stones. Yep. Um, so Noel uh, told me, or showed me towards James Edwards the Third, who's a uh, beat writer for the Stones, on uh, what is it, the Athletic. So he's a Flint yep. native, because um, he was looking for a Chris Osgood jersey. So I was helping him figure that out. Um, so he followed me, so we could talk via you know Twitter DMs. And so I've been seeing a bunch of his stuff, so I should have done this in the past. But uh, so James Edwards, the third fan of the show, um, <laughs> maybe just fan of you, could be. He hasn't he hasn't responded to anything else. Uh, I mean, I don't like message him on the daily, but like since our one conversation, um, he hasn't messaged me back. So who cares? Um, I think <laughs> for the past week, everybody has been, and I've I've been watching the Pistons a little bit as well, um, has been saying that. Uh, the Pistons are the perfect tank team. The production that they are getting from their roster are from the young guys who are the guys you want to be getting production from. So, like, not the veterans. Obviously, Jeremy Grant, too, but that's besides the point. We talk about him every show. Um, But um, your young guys are playing good, and you're still losing, and you're still bad, which helps with uh, the... Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley, and Jalen Sugg sweepstakes. Um, But they are putting up pretty consistent. So Edwards, uh, again, Sadiq Bey has now now an NBA rookie record with 19 games of four plus three-point field goals made. Um, Incredibly impressive, given the fact that the NBA is now a three-point shooting league. Mm -hmm. And... uh, Sadiq Bey, now as a rookie, has the holds the record um, in a in a in a league where the, I think the the fastest to um, a certain amount of three pointers made has changed like every other year. Laurie Markkinen from the Bulls had that record, and then Duncan Robinson shattered it a couple of years later. Um, so, I mean. Quietly, we have we have some Pistons rookies breaking records. I mean, Beef Stew has the rebound record, <laughs> and uh, Killian Hayes is now starting to play well. Which I think we were all kind of in agreement that 
he just needed some time and that an eight game sample size before you like break your wrist or whatever broken bone you had in your body is not enough. Um, but so from yesterday's game, uh, they lost the bulls. Hooray. Pistons lose. Um, but this is the stat line. Killian Hayes had 21 points, eight assists, seven rebounds. He had seven turnovers. So that's a pretty rookie stat line. Sadiq Bay had 20 points with seven rebounds. Isaiah Stewart had 19 points with seven rebounds. Saban Lee had 13 points with seven assists, and Tyler Cook had 12 points with six rebounds. Um, so Hayes, Bay, Stewart, and Lee, those are the guys that you want to see light up the stat line. And you saw them light up the stat line, and they still lost. So therefore, you're seeing improvement. But you're also seeing that draft lottery odds continue to shape into the Pistons' favor. Um, so... Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm excited to kind of see how the Pistons lose from now on, um, because usually that means something you know a little nugget of goodness is going to come out of there. Um, James has talked a lot about Killian Hayes. Um, he's I'm just going to read a couple of his things that he was saying. Um, Hayes says after the game after the Bulls game I'm playing with a clear head. He thought that this was an issue for him early on in the year and he's playing more free. So evidence that the rookie's getting comfortable and adjusting to life in the NBA. Um, Killian said he loves playing alongside uh, Saban Lee. Um, He thinks it's less predictable. He sounded genuinely enthused about playing off the ball. Um, So building chemistry and branching out of your strengths to, you know, continue to build to your game. Another plus. Um, And then Dwayne Casey, which honestly, you haven't seen the results, but I think Dwayne Casey is a great coach um and maybe i think casey is the guy that everybody wanted blashell to be because it's like everyone is sick of blashell because like he can't get the most out of his players casey seems to get the most out of these young guys it's just right now they're not winning because they're they don't really have a whole lot of talent outside of you know the young players that they have um, and they're rookies and the rookies like- most of them are rookies, so right. that's hard. Um, so here's another quote. Um, Casey said he thinks the ceiling is high if this team continues to bring the intensity and has thus so moving forward. Added that the shooting, scoring, and finishing will be areas of emphasis to round out this young core. <laughs> that's a funny quote because shooting, scoring, and finishing aren't... Those are those impor- the same thing? Those, those are very important to basketball, are they not? <laughs> yes. I'm just saying. And then uh, Casey also said that uh, Isaiah Stewart is shooting the three more, which today's NBA, you need a center who isn't cough, cough, Andre Drummond. Um, he needs to have a jump shot. Um, I also saw a stat that uh, the Lakers, with when Andre Drummond plays, are like 5 and 18 or 5 and 16 or something <laughs> like that. Like, ridiculous. Well, that's mostly due to LeBron being out, but yeah. still, like, that's bad. Um, But yeah, as far as the Pistons, they're losing. They're getting to the end, and we'll have a lot more to talk about once the draft lottery starts. But it seems like this is the time where you can, like Killian playing off the ball, um, where you can kind of test and experiment with some of these young guys and exactly with Isaiah Stewart shooting the three. Right now, these games don't matter. So give them some NBA. They matter to the other teams because they're trying to win. <laughs> but um, 
I mean, give these guys real NBA experience to try things that are outside of their prototypical game. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm with you. So. I'm with you. That's, I'm down. I'm down to clown. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's about it. it for the Pistons. I mean, <laughs> rookie rookies play good and team loses. That's kind of been the same story. <laughs> Yeah, really. Um, so we we moving on to how about be- them tigers, our beloved baseball cats. Baseball cats. I will say they've the tigers have gotten back to normal because now it's now it's their bullpen that's blowing games for them, which is <laughs> ah, this is this is this, this is, is the tigers. Home. These are the tigers we know and love. Um, Jamer Candelario is a godsend. I mean, this yep. guy is head and shoulders. I He's a great defensive player. He's the best offensive bat. And I, I've been watching a lot of baseball recently, not just the Tigers, because if I was just watching the Tigers, then uh, I would lose my mind. Um, but um, I don't know if you guys have noticed, there's been five no-hitters um, in this season alone, which um, is very abnormal. So John Means threw no hitter. Wayne Miley threw no hitter uh, this past week. Um, we had Carlos it was Rodon Cleveland twice. <laughs> no, 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 no. John Means threw it against Seattle. No, I'm saying out of the five no hitters, two of them were against Cleveland. Yeah, <laughs> two of Did, them were against Cleveland. <laughs> was Rondones or was Rodon? I don't know if it was Rondones. One second, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta see who threw them. But they were both. Two of them were against Cleveland. Bumgarner threw a seven inning no hitter because that was, I mean, it was the weird. That's a that's another discussion for another time. But that should be a no hitter because mm-hmm. it's a complete game if you pitch seven innings, um, and that's only the seven inning game. It's a complete game, but why isn't it no hitter? Um, that's dumb. So it should be a no hitter. Um, and then yeah, it was John Means, Wade Miley, Bumgarner. Rodon and there's one more, right? Shoot, I can't think of it. No, I need to know. Think. Wade Miley, yeah, Wade Miley, John Means, Madison Bumgarner, Carlos Rodon, Joe Bardone. What? Joe, sorry, no, sorry. Oh, Joe Musgrove. Sorry. Joe Musgrove. That's who there it you is. Go. Threw for the Padres. That was the first one of the year. Um, Everybody was talking because baseball has changed dramatically. Like this, these three true outcomes: it's strikeout, home run, or yeah, I don't know. I don't, I can't even think of the other third out. But regardless, everyone's trying to hit home runs, right? So mm-hmm. the baseball tonight people were talking about how averages have gone exponentially down. Like when I started watching baseball, like religiously, which was like 2006, a good batting average was like 270 right and like the league average was about 250 right the league average right now is like 220 because guys are just simply not getting hits because they're trying to hit the home run they're trying to you know they're hit out of the shift and they changed major league baseball said that we are no longer using juiced balls anymore so now the pitchers are benefiting from that and the and the hitters are suffering because now all of the things that 
pitchers did and teams did to combat against the juiced ball um, is now working against the hitter um, this year, which people think that the shift should be banned. I don't think the shift should be banned because that's no. part of the strategy. Um, however, but the result, it, I mean, that's just a product of of the of the environment that you're in. So all of these all of these players are hitting at a worse clip because of these factors. Now, how does that relate to the Tigers? Well, they're very bad. They're much worse than every other team, but you may not have six of your starting lineup uh, batting under 200 if it weren't for these if it weren't for these, you know, factors, they'd still be bad and much worse than everybody else, but it wouldn't be historically as bad. Um, but I, I think last week when I blew up, uh, that was probably the worst stretch of Tigers baseball I've watched in my life. I'm not exaggerating. Um, but since then, they've actually been able to win a few games, and they've been hitting a lot better as well. Willie Castro's breaking out of the slump. Cabrera had a couple. He had two games of back-to-back hits. Or no, he had, excuse me, he had back-to-back games with multiple hits. That's what I was trying to say. I was trying to speak English. Um, Wade Miley and Carlos Rondon both threw a no-hitter against Cleveland this year. That's the two. Oh, that's How crazy tough. is that? Yeah. And Cleveland's in... <laughs> Cleveland's tied for first place. How crazy is that? Yeah, that's nuts. That's how good their pitching is. Um, But, so yeah, that's why the rest of the Tigers stink. Um, But Robbie Grossman continues to get on base as like your perfect leadoff hitter. I hope they trade him and get something for him. um, Because I think he could slide in nicely. Honestly, with how bad the Dodgers are struggling, I think the Dodgers, Grossman's kind of a player that the Dodgers would take a very nice analytical player um yeah. guy who gets on base and he's a switch hitter and he plays relatively okay defense i wouldn't be surprised if the dodgers called up detroit i mean we'd probably get a bucket of baseballs because i was gonna that, say do you want elavila tra- trading him or do you want to wait <laughs> well i'm gonna we're gonna wait but he's still gonna mess it up regardless so who cares I mean, we're going to get a bucket of baseballs for him, but I mean, that's that's just the reality. I can't expect us to get a good return on anybody if Alavila is uh, the the general manager. So I just have to think normally as a fan in a, in a fantasy world where Alavila is not the manager um, or the general manager, excuse me. Um, but starting pitching's looked a lot better. Um, Scooball had a really good outing against the Twins. Um, so that's encouraging. Fulmer has been really good, and that's really good to see from somebody who's been battling so much and so many injuries uh, the past few seasons. And he's pretty determined. He looks a lot thinner too, um, which probably helps. Um, not to say that he was overweight, but he just looks more athletic right now. Um, um, but yeah, no, I'm really excited. And the bullpen is abysmal. It's it's so bad. We should have won that. We should have won the series in Boston if it weren't for our bullpen. I mean, we couldn't record an out with with the guys we threw in there. I mean, that was a, that I watched that whole game. That was a very exciting game to watch. But the Tigers should have won that game easily, and we're and we yeah, might have had a brutal. different story. <laughs> oh, can I talk about? Okay, sorry, really quick. That game specifically. They were so beat down that they weren't even playing. I was so upset. Uh, specifically the moment where 
I think it was the top or bottom of it was a uh, bottom of eight, and we're only down by or no, we weren't even down. It was tied, but obviously they had a runner on second and third, and a hopper right into shallow, right into shallow in the outfield. Jacoby Jones had a jump on that ball, but he 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 could have ran up right to it, picked that up, and made that throw close to home. We only had one guy home, wouldn't have sent the guy, and we would have got the other two out and be down by one. He trotted over there, so frustrated, picked it up. And then he saw the guy turning, and he realized, oh, I could have made that throw. Double pumps, and he's like, ah, oh, screw it, and then just chucks the ball right back into the infield. I was screaming at the TV. Oh, my gosh. If you're down by Pretty that... Pretty sure you, you were screaming at us, too. Yeah, that, too. You take a sprint. You don't do that. You play hard. I don't care where you're at, especially at that point in the game. I understand if you're down by 10, but you're you're down by 2, and you still you've been hitting lights out for the past three innings, and... You're going into and you're only down by two. You just hit that the last inning. You want you want to know something else too? That's continued. I, the Tigers are still bad. I want this for the record. They're they're awful. Uh, to speak upon that, then they come home after that game and they play the Twins. They should have won that game too. That was the worst base running I've ever seen. They had they had a runner on second base in that game. Three times, second base or better, three times with zero outs, and did not score him. That's awful. I and then there was a play that where awful. There was a play where uh, I don't even know who. I think it was Candelario hit a hit a fly ball to just regular center field, and Grossman was on third base. He was moved over from second to third. We had one out, so we did what we needed to do and get the fly ball. He gets he gets caught in between third and home. From center field? From center field. No. Just make the decision and go. Yeah. Like, he's like, I'm not going to go. And so the worst thing is to be indecisive, and then now you're out. Like, at at least try to attempt to score. You said, no, I'm not going to go, and you still got out anyway. Mm -hmm. They're so so bad. And... um, it, it just, it hurts. It hurts my soul. Um, Akil Badu has definitely cooled off quite a bit. However, I do, they're talking a lot about his, his approach. He's hitting the ball up the middle quite a bit. And then he also hit a double in the homestand as well um, when he played. Uh, everyone's saying, ah, oh, he's going to be the next Chris Shelton. He's going to be the next Brendan. I, I, honestly, I don't see it. He's very he's a very solid defensive player and you can see right now that he's adjusting. He's going to strike out a lot cuz he's young, but I mean he's hitting into the shift, but when he's hitting into the shift it's because he's hitting to the shortstop that's standing right over second base. I mean you're taught to hit a ball right up the middle and hit a ball hard up the middle and that's what he's doing. So those are going to, you know, those hits are going to fall into place for him. I'm not concerned. I think he's going to be really good. Maybe not really good, but at least a solid major league player. Um, and now my Badu jersey will not go down in infamy as uh, a ill-advised purchase like my uh, my uh, Joe Jimenez All-Star Game jersey from 2016. So I don't think I've worn that in quite some time. And it's a sick jersey. It is so cool. Mm-hmm. But, Yeah. Yeah, I mean those are my thoughts. Me too. On the Tigers, yeah. Crash course it up, my friend. We're crash course. It's been a long time. It's 
it's been a very long time. Um, I I like how like I like I wanted to start this segment like as like ah oh, like some obscure stat or learning about no I I feel like I almost need to change it to like Corey's soapbox because it's more so like my opinions <laughs> on things. Um, but I do try to give you the gist of what's going on. So I guess. Can we still call it Crash Course, I guess? Or for the alliteration purposes? It's your segment, yeah. dude. Well, I mean, no, I'm, I'm not going to change it, but it's it's like, I don't know. I feel I feel like I've, I've bamboozled the people. I mean, we feel like we're on a Crash Course every time you mention something. So, I don't know, you can take it that way. Just, you're well, screaming, this, we're all just along for the ride. This is why they pay you the big bucks. Um... <laughs> The big right. zero bucks. Yep. The big zero dollars. It's okay. Uh, James Edwards the third. He's gonna start paying for more Pistons content, and uh, yeah, then, who's then setting get, that up? Oh, he's gonna reach out because he's a fan of the show. Remember? Oh yeah. There you go. That's right. Fan of the show. Um, I want to talk about uh, postseason for the for the four majors as we know it. Um, and I, I'm talking about this because so the NBA this year for COVID in like every season except the except the NFL the NFL kept their same postseason standard um but they've every league has kind of modified their playoffs in some way shape or form the NBA did it in a significant way uh last season and then also the NHL did it in a significant way last season um and the structure for the NHL is the same but it's just how it's how it's because obviously the Canadian division and whatnot. So the teams that are going to play each other within the division, and then they'll start playing, you know, teams outside of the division, but that's not important. The NBA is doing something that's really, really like kind of wonky, but kind of similar to MLB, what they do right now. Um, so they're doing a play in tournament for the seventh through 10th seeded teams in each league. And what they did and why they did it was because, you know, there's going to be different teams with different winning percentages because of COVID. Um, I think the NBA played, all of their games are pretty close to it, so they've handled that pretty well. But regardless, this is what they're doing. Um, so for the Eastern and Western Conference, 7th through 10th play in this play-in tournament. And how this will go is like this. So the 7th place team will host the 8th place team in a one-game matchup. And the winner of that game will earn the number 7 seed in the playoffs. So one seed right there, 7 and 8 play each other. Winner is automatically in, gets four more guaranteed games. And then the loser of that game will play the winner of the nine and the 10. So it's for the higher seeds, it's like a double elimination sort of a thing. Um, but for the lower seeds, obviously, because they're worse, um, single elimination and they're done. So ninth and 10th will play each other. And then the lowest seeds have to win two games to get into the postseason, And then the higher seeds only have to win one. Does that make sense? Yeah. Shaking yes. your head. Okay, so I, I think that's really cool, and it's trying to, in a way, capture the attention and get more fans. So I'm in Indiana right now. The Pacers currently hold the 10th seed in the East. Um, no one should be excited when your team is the 10th seed this late into the year, and you're pretty much locked into that. But for the Pacers they still have a chance because all they really need to do is have two good games in a row and they're in the NBA playoffs and they got a shot to win the whole thing. I mean, besides, you know, beat the league being very top heavy, but still it creates that excitement. Um, and I think that's something that MLB tried to accomplish last year. They expanded their playoffs and instead of their traditional, 
wild card game for the two wild cards, which honestly I think is an incredible idea. Um, having a 162 game season and then having two teams play one game to then go on to the, I think that's, I think it's one of the most exciting baseball games to watch all year. I think it it really is. And the difference is that odds are one of those teams will win or has a chance to win the world series. IE like in 2019, the Washington nationals hosted the NL wildcard game and then they went all the way to win the world series. So it's a game that matters. Maybe unlike what the NBA is doing because the tenth seeded Pacers, if they make the, they're not going to beat the Sixers. They're not going to beat the Bucks. It, it's just, it's not going to happen. Um, but the MLB did. They expanded everything, and they had a wild card series. So the series was then a, a best of three at the higher seed stadium. Um, so the Dodgers played. I think the Brewers, who ended up having a loser losing record, and they won two games two games in a row to go on um and then the twins who had a higher seed than the astros um lost two games at home and then the astros went on to the alcs um i'm throwing out all these numbers and all these stats COVID has changed how we look at the playoffs and how we look at um you know postseason play in its entirety but the common denominator is is that all of these leagues are trying to capture what the ncaa men's and women's basketball tournament is trying to accomplish it is i'm you have your favorite sports uh playoff system and you're gonna say that one's the best um but as far as pure excitement and watchability the ncaa tournament is is a pinnacle and is unlike anything that any of these leagues have to offer um and i think you know COVID stuff aside, these leagues are trying to capture that a bit. And I think Major League Baseball has done that exceptionally well with the wild card game. And it's it, it's exciting and it still means it isn't a gimmick because those teams can go on and win. Um, with the NBA, this adds some excitement but also kind of brings in the markets that don't have a LeBron or a Steph or a, a Durant and Harden for a few more games of the season right so you get some playoff watchability from you know an indianapolis market you get some playoff watchability i I don't know who the 10 seed out is out west but um i I couldn't honestly i couldn't tell you i'd have to double check um but um it's all about kind of building that excitement now the problem is in the NHL, in the NBA, over half of the league's teams already make it to the playoffs. <laughs> so, at what point are you? At what point are you diluting uh, the talent pool? And I think you saw that a little bit with Major League Baseball last year, um, because the Brewers, who had a losing record, were not a playoff team. <laughs> they just weren't. Um, the Marlins, who made the playoffs, at, which their story was just absolutely, excuse me, incredible, because. Half their team was eliminated by not eliminated, but was out of commission because of COVID, and then they end up uh, getting second place in their division. But when it comes down to it, they weren't a playoff team either, and they got shelled by the Braves in the, in the in the the division series shortly after. Um, so, at what point does expansion um, hurt the watchability? So I think you need it. Your every team, every league wants to expand, and you're seeing that with the college football playoff. 
personally, I think it should be expanded um, just because it'd be a little bit more exciting. And then you could work around like the big bowl games. So Rose Bowl, Cotton Bowl, Fiesta Bowl, all those bowl games will be a playoff game. And then you could still have like the 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 other bowl games, the consolation games for like the other teams that are kind of good, but just not good enough. Um, because I think a lot of the NCAA money thrives on those. But at the same time, the second place team in the big 12 is not going to beat Alabama ever. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. But could the undefeated power five beat the big 12 champion? I think so, but we'd only see that if there's six teams instead of four in the college football playoff. So I guess I guess crash course today is is about at, where's that line? And I think as far as playoff expansion goes, uh, the NFL is tinkering with that because this year they added the playoff team, and I think that went really well uh, because. All they had to do was give the top seeds in each league a bye. And then, you know, essentially you just play out the rest of the season um, as it was before. Because, again, in the NFL, a wild card team can win the Super Bowl. As a matter of fact, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were a wild card team and they won all their games on the road and then they go on to win the Super Bowl. I mean, that's the Tom, you could say it's the Tom Brady effect, but look at. Eli Manning and the Giants. They've done that before. Aaron Rodgers, when he won his Super Bowl, was a wild card team. So on and so forth. Where's the happy medium? Baseball, I... Oh, Chris is Sorry. furious. Sorry. <laughs> that there is no happy medium. No! Baseball has done that well. I don't think baseball can expand because then they're going to get some teams that are just going to strive for mediocrity and then I think you lose the excitement of the one-game playoff um, from the from the wild card game. Um, basketball, I think, is good for this year because of COVID, um, but the NBA simply just isn't a competitive league for a 10 seed to be playing, having an opportunity to play in the playoffs every year. I mean, the eight seeds are hardly competitive to play in the playoffs in, in this in you know today's NBA. Um, the NHL did it for the COVID year. And I think it was fun because the Canadians surprised some people. They were like the 12th seed and then they beat the Penguins and they played pretty well to the end of their series. Um, whoever they lost to, I can't remember. It was so long ago. Um, but really an expanded playoffs comes down to how is your league structured? What's the parody like? And you just have to accept the fact that your playoffs will not be the NCAA men's and women's basketball tournament. No matter how hard you want it to be, it can't. Um, so I know it was a little bit all over the place, but I, I love, love the playoffs. I, I loved what Major League Baseball did, but I'm a Major League Baseball fan. Um, so like seeing a game from noon to like nine uh, was really exciting, but... Again, baseball, there is parity. There's more parity than the NBA, but still um, the second-place team in every division is not equal to the same playing level. I, I, you know, it's like the second-place team is not as good across the board for for every division. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, little. I, I don't know what you got. What do you guys think? Do you have any thoughts? Um, the only thing I was going to say is I remember 
two years ago. I was on vacation, and we were visiting this ski resort for the day. Mm-hmm. And I hop on the gondola, and this was Jan- beginning of January. And I had my wings head on, and this older couple got in. This guy was probably late 50s, early 60s, and he had his blues hat on. And I remember we were talking hockey because immediately we like looked at each other and we're like, oh, yeah. And uh, he told me, he was like, man, those wings are doing terrible. And at the time, we were probably like fourth from last. And at the time, the blues were dead last. Oh. And I looked at him and I was like, oh, yeah, you're one to talk. And we had a really fun banter, obviously, hockey fans. And uh, we get off, you know, wish each other the best. And then five months later, they're winning the Stanley Cup. And I would have loved nothing more than to see that guy's reaction. So, honestly, any type of playoff extension, I completely understand. Like, I'm not against. Uh, but, no, I, I agree that nothing nothing beats NCAA. Not a thing. I don't think so. But also, you have to remember for the same, that was BB before Bennington. Yeah. <laughs> and then Bennington, who is the second coming of Patrick Law and yeah, put the team really. on his back. It was nuts. Absolutely yeah. nuts. So, bottom line, don't try to make yourself like the NCAA tournament because you're not. I love it. <laughs> Lovely. That was Crash Course. <laughs> That was fantastic. That was unnecessary. I was making fun of Chris. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, uh, well, with that, uh, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we were having so much fun. I think this was episode number 14. That's and, my favorite uh, number. There we go. There we go. And if, uh, if you've gotten this far, thank you very, very much. And uh, watch the Pistons this week. It's the last game of the season for them coming up this weekend. So... Make sure that uh, make sure you tune in and uh, make sure you guys listen next time, same time next Tuesday. Thank you guys watch, so much. Watch the uh, NBA play-in tournament because that's probably the only time you'll ever get to see it. So it might be kind of fun as a novelty, but uh, again, just tell yourselves it's not the NCAA tournament. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, guys. We'll see you. Deuces. Bye. Hey, everybody. This is Noelle. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the CNC Replay. Please subscribe and rate us five stars as it really helps us out. And give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at CNC Sports Pod. We'll see you next week.